Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Ivashi is tonight. Morpheus, Bandit, and Neptune join me because we got these awesome fellas back from the Black Lotus Coalition. And, you know, what? and an extra fellow that wasn't here last time, uh, Mr. Harvey Knoll Industries there. And, you know, they, uh, they have been hard at work on some really awesome things since the last time we talked to them. Like, I, I, I was thumbing through Facebook the other day and all of a sudden there it was these guys had done gone and created a rocket launcher and i was like hold the brakes for a minute how are we three how are we advanced this far this quick but i mean i guess you can when you're talking to these guys because I, I don't know if you guys remember from the last time they were on you know the things they were sharing and showing with me and stuff that we had was just amazing like i believe this 3d printing's come a long way from where it began and these guys right here are like the forefront of this frontier so how are you guys doing this afternoon great Great doing to be on. Fantastic, fantastic. Doing well. Awesome. So, so Gage, so uh, I, I gotta ask, man, what a, uh, what, what started fueling this much advancement? The last time I checked with you guys, you were, you were just working on a couple, couple different rifles and a couple different handguns. All right. Well, I will say what fueled this was finding Harvey Knoll. Uh, we came across this project a few days ago, or. Sorry, not a few days ago, about a few weeks ago on Reddit, and it was absolutely amazing what he, he's achieved on his own. We knew that this project, it's going to be going somewhere. We had to uh, get him involved in our team. We brought him on. We've got him a testing room now, and we're just waiting to see where it goes from here. Well, Harvey, then I'm going to jump over there to you, buddy. What yes, has inspired such an immaculate item? <laughs> It, a lot of different things. Um, I think the conversation, I have a building partner that helps me design. We were looking at videos of the IRA Prig from the 90s. They had this like weird, janky looking steel pipe that they fired bean cans out of. And I just looked at that. And I'm like, that thing looks so cool. And they made that out of like trash, you know? So I started looking into it. And I'm like, that can't be that hard to make, you know? So I got some blueprints for that. And I started looking at a few YouTube videos. There's a channel called The Big Four. And that kid made a version of the Prig that looked really, really cool. So I started experimenting with that. Um, I had a welded version. So it was like a long steel pipe with a pipe welded inside of it. And that acts as like a charge holder. And um, just kept going to the fields and shooting off bean cans and working with that. And it just kept growing and growing over the months. I just kept adding things to it and the design kept getting more and complex. Yeah. Um, and now it's here. It's like the, the official title is the AT420 Yerga Split and Loudon Boomer. <laughs> well, you know, since, uh, since we're actually talking about it, I'd like to uh, pull up the test video that I see right mm -hmm. off the bat. And then we can, you know, we'll, we'll go a little bit more from there. It's just a quick little 13 second guy, but 
this was like the initial thing that I seen that made me go, holy crap. <laughs> Did I just see what I think I just seen? Yeah, I watched it like four times in a row. Like <laughs> here, here we are, guys. For those that are, for those that are listening, um, you know, you'll just have to follow the link to get back and check this out. But for those watching, check this out. Jäger split loud and boomer, 84 millimeter, test one. Fiery. <laughs> Holy shit. And I, I just watched that thing like over and over when it first yeah. popped up. I was like, I, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Like, this is just, this has got me yeah. itself. So if I'm not mistaken, I, th I think I do recall like the actual, uh, the the millimeter of the the actual AT4 is 84 millimeter, right? It is. Yeah. So that's that's how it kind of got its yeah. name. Like a cheap yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. That so the actual bore of the new models. So we have the V2s coming out. Um, you know, it's the files are out now. I'm just tweaking it a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's is good, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this meme, this right here, this this just explains it all right there. <laughs> 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 Last area clear in German. I wish I knew it. <laughs> <You're excited>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the, we were going though. The cool thing about the uh, the Model One, I was using like literally just rolled up cookies, like Goya. I think they're Maria cookies as the counter shot. So in that video, that's what's coming out of the back of it. It's just a bunch of like disintegrated cookies <laughs> wow amazing and now the uh the v2 we're using a uh, it's basically a salt water counter mass like the at4 cs mm -hmm. um but we just add gel to it so it's a super absorbent polymer that's added to the salt water and that basically it just helps it so it doesn't leak in the back of it so if you you know you don't want to get your black powder wet um and it's just easier to load up too so you have this counter mass in like a we use a Pringles can now and the water was leaking everywhere. It was kind of hard to load. So the super absorbent Palmer just did away with all those problems. That no, I mean, there's, there's, that's the one thing I did learn last time when I was talking to like all these, you know, the black, the rest of the black Lotus guys and anybody else that I talked to about these, you know, 3d printed items is how, much the the polymers and the stuff like that have advanced since this has you know just begun even like there's i know some people personally that have already run daggum near 500 rounds through a couple devices and it still looks just as good like i mean i think this stuff yeah. is just absolutely amazing i think the filaments have come a long way um when people first start you know they first started pla was the standard and that had a lot of cracking issues, um, moisture issues. People didn't really know to like dry your filaments out. Um, and the more and more people get into it, people figure this stuff out and then they pass it on to new guys. So exactly, you know, the more people that get into it, the more information's out there to learn and the materials have gotten a lot better with now they're blending polycarbonate into the filaments. So you can really make a firearm that would last thousands of rounds. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, oh. they're you got guys yeah. building full auto submachine guns. Yeah, our last thing. I mean, they're it's and the thing is, it's like the harder they restrict this stuff, the more ingenious they're you guys are going to get. Absolutely, 
it's not gonna, there's nothing they can do to stop this. Nothing. And I think they know this because just watching from what in the, the, the beginning when Jay Stark started this whole, well, I wouldn't say he started it. He was the first big figurehead of uh, building your own at home. And just from what it has, it just the advancements in just a short amount of time shows that the harder you restrict somebody in their right to own, you're just going to get more of this. Yeah. People are just going to build mean, their own. Like, look at this thing. Like, this is, this is, this thing's gorgeous. Y'all shared this gauge, like, right, what about two, day or two after y'all had uh, shared the rocket launcher? Yep, that was a few days ago. We just posted this one. Uh, we brought another developer on the team. His name is the Brass Bandit, and uh, this is his project. Uh, right now, it is in the very early stages of Alpha. Uh, sure. We can't give you too many details about it, but I can tell you that it's having a lot of success where we're seeing it right now. It's cycling. It's uh, We're working on a 3D-printed link uh, with BadCAD. You had him on the last show. I did. I remember Working that. on a very solid reusable system for uh, for ammunition just to feed through it right now. And that's mostly where our focus is, is if we can get something solid, working, cycling, yeah. we can get to a live fire test quicker. Is that the feed tray of an M60? I can't give you too many details. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right, man. Don't, you don't have to. That looks like the upper, the upper feed tray and the feed tray cover of an M60. Wow. Uh, yeah. I have, no, I have no doubts, man. It's, it's, uh, that that right there just proves you're not just gonna you're not gonna be able to stop it. I mean, this it, may seem like a all they want, man. Uh, an uneducated question. I I acknowledge that most of you, if not all you guys, know more about the subject to me. So with the advancement with guns, I'm sure that the same tech could also be used to make like other useful pseudo weapons if people so chose, like a different way to protect themselves. Absolutely. Um... I think drones are one thing that's going to be popular. People are making lightweight, uh, even UAVs, just, just for looking down. People are making light aircraft. Um, there's a lot of things that you could use it for. I mean, the, the applications are endless for 3D printing. Yeah. Endless. I mean, they're 3D printing homes. This yeah. Is yeah. Lost investment casting is one that came to mind. Like if you need a metal part that you really can't machine, if you don't have access to a lathe or CNC, you can print the part and then pour green sand around it and then just cast mold the part, you know? And that's a pretty accurate way of getting a, uh, you know, you could use aluminum or steel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a genius actually. I mean, I do remember last time I talked to you guys that y'all were, Y'all were talking about looking into getting into like your own uh, for the milling and stuff like that. You know, like a lot of that stuff because because of you know ignorant things that are being tossed around as far as regulations and such. So, but um, so I I mean, have you guys seen recently about how they're you know the uh, the that the the firearms thing is up up on the uh, chopping block over there? The with, NFA. Yeah, the NFA. Thank you. Yeah, brain was freezing. Yes. Well, I'm very excited. I know, and that get, that gives me a lot of hope for the future of 3D printing and in, in firearms and and beyond, especially with respect to the way people have tried to double down on 
home manufactured firearms and demanding serialization. Uh, if the NFA goes, that's out the window, and that spells the end for for all of the ATF's regulation. In in essence, uh, they'll be rendered as a toothless agency, which makes me very happy. Man, that would be one of the best things that's ever happened for our country. Sure. Well, it was a disgrace to, for a government agency to declare laws arbitrarily overnight when yeah. you know that, that should be left up to Congress. You know, there's yeah. no law de- delegating all of that power to the ATF to just say, you know, oh, you know, this company is selling this and we're just going to ban them outright well, overnight. The fact, right. yeah, the fact and that I, they and I hate that shit on a piece of paper, the right shit on a piece of paper and not have to go through the steps of getting it, you know, made into law. The fact that they can just overnight sign some shit on a piece of paper, and make something illegal, it is asinine. Yeah, yep. and the irony of them saying they're doing it for safety, and you know they burnt down a church full of women and children, is just you know <laughs> incredible <laughs> gymnastics. Well, while you guys while you guys are talking, I've got a I've got a video. This just I want to kind of be playing in the background. It's showing off a bunch of different three um, D printed firearms. I'm not sure if any of them happen to be some of y'all's or not. But there's while we're talking about this stuff, I'd like to see like for some people to see that you know the advancements of them because they've just they have really come a long way. This was something I kind of had pulled up already in the back that I've been working on, and it's just. There's no sound or anything, but these are like all 3D printed parts and added stuff to them and things like that. It's just, it's amazing to me. Wow. Just how far they've come. And like this, this video, it starts off kind of slow, but it just keeps getting better. There's just so much on here between handguns and, you know, even, you know, different rifles and stuff that I've seen. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I remember when I first seen this there was that one that was basically blowing up on people after one shot. And now you've got stuff that's just going round after round after round. Yeah, it, and it's wow. amazing to me. Like, and that's just, a, that's actually a question I have for you guys as well. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience with 3d printing. And so I've, I've seen the, how 3d printed uh, firearms have improved over the years uh with that being said what's what's your guys's recent experience with like the the longevity uh of these weapons have you have you run into issues like even if it runs well for a certain period of time have you run into failures uh feed ramp issues uh jamming stove piping anything like that i just i don't have a lot of experience with 3d printing so i don't understand the longevity of the of the stuff myself from my understanding, uh, a lot of the problems people were having with like AR lowers was the buffer tube where it cracking um, right where the receiver goes in that little U-bend up where the threads are by the buffer tube that would snap. And uh, people have come up with pretty ingenious ways to stop that. I know uh, Hoffman Tactical, he puts a rib. It's basically like a big triangle piece between the buffer tube and the receiver and that eliminates the problem of any cracking because there's so much extra material to support the recoil. Um, and a lot of people have followed that. People integrate steel parts in their design. So if you have cracking around a certain, uh, say a corner is a popular part where layer lines snap, yeah. they'll add like a U-bolt. I've seen people, um, they'll add screws and that really does reinforce the material. That's awesome. 
Well, that was something that I remember when um when the Black Lotus guys were on here last time, they were telling me how they instead of they, you guys were experimenting with printing like the two sides and putting it together because it was making it more like more strong, I guess, than it was just printing like the full piece up at once. Yeah, they, a lot of people call that like the clamshell technique. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which you know, that's that's. I, I could see that being very beneficial in that in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, mm -hmm. I, there's definitely more strength in doing something and putting it in that clamshell technique and putting it together with screws and stuff like you're saying there. So, I mean, I guess I guess you guys probably catch a lot of flack out there as well. I mean, you know, go ghost guns as they're scarily called in like the media and stuff. <laughs> You know, I mean, like that's that's when I started making the joke last time about them being. I was calling them spooky pews because I'm just like, that's how ridiculous ghost gun sounds to me too. Like it's just it's it's hilarious that they're trying to put so much fear on it. Now you have hey. like the New Jersey governor running around telling people that if you support ghost guns in any kind of way, then you're not, you know, you're a criminal. You're not a law-abiding citizen. And it's just like, are you serious right now? Dude? You need like, to pull up the video from the California state senator talking about ghost guns back in uh, early 2000s, I think. I can't remember the dude's name. Look it up on YouTube. I'm looking. Oh, let me ask, um, do someone like me who's had their, a right stolen for them for a nonviolent crime they did over a decade ago, do those same laws apply to a 3D printed gun? Do, yeah, unless so if you're a felon um, or you've been convicted of any like violent crime, uh, the, the way they define a gun is the cartridge has the bullet uh, gunpowder and the primer all in the same cartridge, like the same case. Um, so if you had like a black powder version of a 3D printed gun, you could probably rock that. But um, that's really what they define it as is the cartridge that it fires. All right, yep. that makes sense. Thanks. No problem. No, no. All right, Casey, our I totally yep. did find what you were what you yep. were talking about. Did you have nice. you guys ever seen this? I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, it gold was the state senator Kevin D. Leon from Los Angeles. Oh Please. And and like this dude, Decon, is just absolutely ridiculous. This is a ghost gun. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip to disperse <laughs> with 30 bullets within half a second. 30 magazine clip in half a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, this proves a point though. I did this for a point. Um, you have these career politicians that have no idea how firearms work. Um, They've probably never fired one, never held one. And they're able to just like dictate what people can own and who can own them. And at the same time, it's like they have heavily armed private security, you know? All right. And they want to take away our ability to defend ourselves. Right. <laughs> and you have guys like this that are making laws, you know? Have They can't even what they're banning and what's yeah, worse is we're, people we're, listen to this and they're like yes yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and it's stupid fucking fear-mongering too y'all remember that damn reporter 
that fired an AR-15 for the first oh, time and said he combat press reaction. Yeah, yeah, fucking full of shit. Four-year-old girls hold their guns better than that guy. <laughs> CNN had a general on. I remember this. They had a, a, a general, and the guy. I mean, he his stance. I don't know how he got to the position of general, but he probably hadn't held a rifle he in four years. Stock, he had the buttstock lodged up here when he was shooting. Yeah. Yep. But and the recoil, was a, I mean, a two-two-three was knocking him around. It was hilarious. He was a. Let me let me uh, add to that. He was a support general with no combat arms experience. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no never say it on CNN. It was just yeah. Ballard General. Or General who never saw combat firing that weapon and then making a comment on that. Okay, just so we're all clear. <laughs> it's so full of shit. Yeah, it's just the jumping jacks they go through to try to justify the fear mongering that they attempt to project onto citizens to discourage them from owning firearms is absolutely absurd. Yep. You're right. And I guess really the only thing that is good that's come out of it is like they keep threatening to stop this from, you know, from people from being able to do so. It's people like, you know, Harvey and Gage and other, you know, they they are finding a solution to this. And I, I, I got to say that that's that's one of the few things that makes me proud to be an American right now is the innovation going on with the 3D printing of guns. Well, it levels the playing field. Yeah, really Morpheus, Morpheus to that end, I know we talked about this the other day. And so you guys, Lying. well, mo most everybody in this audience knows I fully support the right to self-defense. Yep. And one of the major implications of the National Firearms Act is that if that goes, everything underpinning it would also apply. And that could very well implicate the Gun Control Act of 68, which uh, Morpheus, for you, that is what stands in your way uh, yeah. from the right to protect yourself. And I know, as I, as I've mentioned, I fully support that right to self-defense. So yeah, I think yeah, everyone should, even the people I can't stand. Well, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, you're talking about like the advancements and stuff and in this stuff. And I think it's beautiful wow. that this is the kind of things that you are now able to do at your house. Like you, you should have this ability anyway. And I think that it's great that we've got these guys right here that we, you know, just so happen to make some good friends with that, that are doing such a good thing. You know, they've even got a, uh, like a Patreon and stuff that you guys can subscribe to, you know, I'll make sure I share all that kind of stuff. You guys work with uh, ghost guns on Twitter. I don't, uh, currently know. So yeah. ghost guns on Twitter now, but, uh, I do upload my stuff to death Cat, and I'm really familiar with their team. They're really friendly people over there. At Ghost Guns, at uh, Death Cat. Okay, they Ghost Guns on Twitter. They those guys are like take no take no prisoners as far as gun ownership goes, which is you know that's how you got to be, you know. Yeah. True, 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 very true. I think ultimately America is screwed if we uh, we don't keep innovating right now because it's only going to get harder and harder. Uh, supplies for, for steel. I think the industry is getting hurt because of lawsuits. I think after all these uh, like mass shootings and things, they try to sue the actual manufacturers, what makes it incredibly hard to get the products out. They are um, trying everything they can. Everything. 
everything they can to shut down I the industry one hundred percent, so that everybody is unarmed. Because you know, when it comes down to it, that's exactly that. When everybody says, "Oh, they're not coming for the your, they're not coming for your guns," they one hundred percent are. They definitely are. Hundred percent, they are. I think otherwise. What sides no. in charge? They both want our guns. Oh yeah. Yeah, both sides, it's the same team, you know, ultimately you can play one one or the other, but it's you know, it's all just smoking uh mirrors. I think oh, main, I think the community really has to look into uh 3D printing or some type of manufacturing ammunition uh versus just reloading. I think that's gonna be the future is plastic cartridges. Um I don't know if it's gonna be available for rifles or handguns but i know shotgun cartridges and 37 millimeter yeah. uh, things have been really prominent in the community lately mm-hmm. great news yeah i could i could easily see like the shotgun uh, rounds and stuff being printed off that 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 would be a that would be a fantastic advancement now and i've you know owning a 3d printer myself and looking at all the different coils that they're you know they're the filaments and stuff that they're coming out with they've got They've got a lot of different kinds of filament now. You, I mean, it's come a long way. I've currently got a roll of PTEG uh, hooked up to mine for things that I've been messing around with. And like, there's, I, I haven't seen some carbon fiber rolls and stuff like that out there. And I was just like, holy hell, like you're, you're, you're about to be able to print pretty much absolutely anything you want. They're already printing houses and stuff. So it's not going to be long for, I'm going to be able to have a roll of, some kind of metal filament or, or something out there that they come up with. It's got to be coming. Believe it or not, they have metal sintering. And I know uh, a gentleman, it's Wild Arms Research. Uh, his name's James. He made a Fliegerfaust, which is like a nine barrel uh, German rocket launcher. They were, it was an experimental design in the 40s. But he used uh, metal sintering for that. I think he had all his parts sent out and sintered with some type of steel alloy. And it came out unbelievable. I mean, the precision and the quality is unmatched. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think I actually just just found him, and you said it's got multiple like multiple barrels on it. Yeah, I think it's a nine barrel design. Most of I think everything except the barrels he told me are uh, metal centered through a three D printer. Like it's this color, right? This they've got a another three D printed rocket launcher, but this one's got multiple barrels. These things are getting wild. Like this is, this, I know this is totally we're showing all kinds of different folks to work out here. Aside from our, our, our buddies here, but this stuff right here is just, just wild. And it didn't really give too many details on that one I was just sharing there, but that's definitely got nine barrels on that one rocket launcher, which is it kind of similar to a gyro jet. Each one of those projectiles is a mini rocket. Which, which, you know, you the the rocket thing that was something I did see that I was trying to pull up a minute ago when we were doing. Did you guys print that this rocket that's with the, that's with this thing here? Is this a printed item or is this? Yeah. So the nose cone on that is printed. The okay. actual base, I don't know if you can tell, is literally a, a B and M baked bean can. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was my whole dis- my whole idea is to keep it with the prig design. I really want it to be like a bean can launcher. Yeah. Um, and then it's a PVC pipe tail fin, and then that whole tail fin assembly. It's the fins fold up in like a nice geometric pattern to fit inside the tube, 
those are all printed parts. Wow. Like wow. That's, um, that's it uses impressive. torsion springs inside the uh, tail fin assembly. It's kind of neat. The, we extruded holes inside the fins so they're hidden. You, you won't even see the springs at all. Um, and the fins, they, they usually last. They're, they're very strong. Um, if it gets a direct hit, you know, you lose a fin. We designed it in a way where the nuts and bolts that hold them in are 3D printed. It's easy to just unthread it, put a new fin in, and screw it back in. You're ready to go. Wow. Wow, yeah. Hey, have you thought about doing like a um, – I don't know if it would be easier or not, but have you thought about doing like a uh, 3D printed version of the RPG? I don't know if that would be easier or not. So it, it is in a way um, – like the RPG 2 I've seen guys do designs on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it requires a lot more black powder um, because they're not using a counter shot. So the way a recoilless design works um, – you either have, so you have your projectile here, you have um, your gunpowder here. Yeah, yeah. And you either need a lot of gunpowder to force the projectile and act the gases as a backblast. Yes. Or you can just put an object behind it and then the bolt yeah. gets sent out at the same speed, right? Yeah. Um, the idea behind it is you want the countermass to weigh about the same as the projectile, but be of a certain substance that the second it hits air resistance, it just disperses. So that's why they use water, um, sand, things like that. The RPG, how it works is there's so much gunpowder, it vents, there's a big tube, and then it kind of chokes down into a smaller tube and then yeah. into a cone. Yeah. Um, that's called a Venturi cone. It works through Bernoulli's principle. This is getting a little bit of physics, but... Um, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you eliminate the need for a solid countermass and you're just expelling compressed gas out the back. And it really does work like a rocket engine. Yeah. Because they actually used, uh, when they were creating the RPG, <clears throat> it was a straight rocket. Okay. Mm -hmm. You remember like the, I don't know if it was the Panzerfaust. They had the shield on the front. Panzerschreck. The Panzer. Yeah. They had the shield on the front. Because mm -hmm. the rocket, before they put that shield on there, the rocket was melting guys' faces off. Which yeah. left the tube. Because yep. in the RPG, it expels the projectile out of the tube with an explosive device, and then the rocket kicks in at, I can't remember. It's about 20 feet. 20 yeah, to 30 yeah, there you go. I can't remember. Yep. I couldn't remember the distance. Yeah, and then the rocket kicks in. So right, my next, I do have a project, uh, it's still in its infancy stage right now, but I'm starting to get the CAD models for it. Uh, basically, I want to have a tube fire. Uh, it's going to be five inch diameter, 36 inches long. It'll have folding fins, but just a guided rocket is the idea behind it, where it's similar to what you're saying. It'll have a soft Miniature toe? Uh, I don't know if it'll be wired or not. I'm trying to go for more of an infrared thing, but I got to... I have to have a team to code it. That's my yeah. kind of struggles right now. Um, but we have the servo motors and everything for it. Um, what about like a recoilless rifle? Yeah, basically the idea is kind of like a javelin where it would have a soft charge in the beginning to just get the rocket out of the tube. And then the second it clears the tube, the main engine will kick on and yeah. that will carry it the rest of the way. Um, nice. But my, my idea is to have a laser on the side of the uh, rocket that's in line with the bore and that will uh, relay information to the flight computer so that if the rocket 
deviates from its flight path, the servo motors will cor- course correct and try to steer the rocket back towards the laser. So like so an AWOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically like yeah. Uh, what Air Force Tech P guys or uh, Ford observers did with guiding in Air Force munitions. You just have to laze the target and exactly. that'll direct the munition to touch. Gotcha. All right, all right. Yep. Now you're yeah, my very, now. You're speaking my now. Yeah. All right. Those AWOS ro- laser guided rockets are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're really yeah, awesome. we'll see where it takes us. Uh, there's a lot of planning that's going to have to go into that. The rocket itself isn't that hard to uh, get going. It's more so how do you relay the information for a flight computer to get it going where you want? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, just as you've shown, you know, just as this discussion has progressed, the possibilities are out- endless. I mean, you could do anything you want, really. Yeah, you really can time and research. That's all it takes, you know, and, and anyone can get into the game. Don't think that it's uh, overwhelming because I, I totally thought the same thing when I got into this, that it, like there's no way I could do this. I'm not that smart, you know, and, you know, a year or two later, you can come up with very cool stuff. So keep going. Right on, man. So, hey, I have another question, too. I guess this is for both of you guys. So with your experience experiments that you guys have been working on with like small arms and things uh you know so you guys mentioned uh like the longevity of the of the small arms but what's your experience with the terminal ballistics uh when you do when it does cycle when it does fire uh does the does 3d printed platforms have any differentiation from conventional conventional rifles sidearms in my opinion, no. Um, I think you're going to suffer accuracy issues from maybe things not being as tight tolerances as steel or aluminum would be. Um, mm. But as far as actual tr- like ballistic wise, um, if it, uh, the firearm is fully 3D printed, say like the FGC9, you might have some velocity issues there. Mm. I'm not really well versed in that, but if, if you have a bolt carrier that's fitted to a certain barrel and it's steel on steel, uh, it should work exactly as it should. Um, but like I said, the accuracy, if you have pins that aren't really, really tight together, you might have that one millimeter of wobble that can throw off your shot. So right. That makes sense. That's my experience. I don't know about yours. You know, it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Hit the nail right in the head. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jeb? I know you're full of questions over there with everything. You well, I'm just, you know, like uh, if you, you know, how reliable would you feel? Like I, I'm looking for like a small arm, like a, something comparable to a nine millimeter. Are you know, are there like home 3D print models available for like people that like myself that just want like a small firearm? Yeah, there's a. Plenty of models out there that are just small, nine millimeters. I mean, even if you're going to go for something within a small range, but still a little bit bigger, there's uh, SMGs such as the SAR. The uh, DD2 team, uh, they released that a good while back, and they just released their V2. And I'll tell you, if this is probably one of the most reliable 32s I've ever made out of a old VZ, you know? Wow. Wow. Okay, thank you for that. And the cool thing too is like there's uh I know that Songbird there's there's little pistols that basically use zero uh, parts that are designed for guns. It's just 3D print 
And then you might have to get like a, a few screws and a barrel liner or something like that. But, you know, the farther up you go, you can make it as complicated as you want, or you can just have like a rubber band as your firing. Thing, you know what I mean? Like people yeah, have come see, up with You're talking about, uh, there was a movie a long, oh, a while ago called In the Line of Fire. It wasn't oh, was in the line of, it, was, it was a Clint Eastwood movie where uh, that's exactly the type of mechanism that he used. Was it in the line of fire? I think it was. There it was. Um, the uh, presidential assassin used the rubber band mechanism. He had everything carried on his person, and he assembled it under the table and used a rubber band as the firing mechanism for the round. It, that was some, yeah. That's inspiring. I mean, I've seen a couple different things. Like I said, I've got a buddy that he's a part of, like, y'all's Patreon and stuff. He actually gets files and stuff from the different places that you guys are putting your information out there. And he's one of the first things he made was y'all's, uh, was y'all's Harlem. And he thought it was one of the best things ever. Yeah, I will say the uh, overall objective was the harlot, with the harlot was to make a 22 that was small, cheap, inexpensive, and overall reliable for what it was. Something that's either a fun range toy or something you use to get something bigger. And, and so, of course, that reminds me of the Liberator, like the 45 in World War II. So, oh, you know, a little something to get something better. better. You, you had to throw that at somebody to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, wrote, I know the freedom that was the original freedom gun they could airdrop it in bulk mm-hmm. without and it was made of stamped sheet metal yeah, they used the same material they used in the grease gun yeah, yeah on a very small on very yeah. small scale and yeah i think it had to be reloaded individually i think yeah. it was single yeah, shot yeah. see the it thing didn't is have a magazine like, the bullets were kept inside the grip it had like a little <laughs> dust cover and you had to pull it out, out and then load it by one by one the yeah. re- see that is the bullshit with the nfa guys are these fuds are sitting on fully automatic grease guns in stens and stuff you see them at gun shows for like 15 20 grand man they're mm-hmm. sitting on these things and it pisses me off every time I go and the FUDs have their, you know, pre, uh, pre-NFA uh, m- fully automatic submachine guns. Yeah, and they oh, sit in the seat. They don't take them out, you know? <laughs> it uh, is so aggravating, man. You have, it's, I mean, I cannot wait for the FUDs' heads to explode, the boomers' heads to explode when the NFA gets killed and all of their retirement fund fully autos, full autos, suddenly become worthless it is going to be a glorious day it really is i'm going to enjoy the boomers heads exploding (laughs) the only people who are really going to be upset around whatever comes of this nfa case are the guys who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on fully automatic firearms and the people who had the pre-nfa items that yeah all right that afforded them speaking of fully automatic here Sorry to sorry to interject, but I figured I'd share this with you guys because Gage just sent it to me, and you know I'd seen we're talking about fully automatic. So let's uh, see what he sent here. We have twenty five grains oh, of double F black powder in this. This one's marked because it's sitting proud, so I'll put it in the front of the magazine to prevent chain fire. But I really don't want a chain fire. 
Okay. And the 870 is clear. So it's empty. Let's put that one that's proud up front. Load the rest. Okay. Here, back. Oh, <laughs> fix the camera. Make sure you guys don't think I'm doing anything funky with the. Yep. Okay. Then it drops in back. Something hit it. Uh, we can stop it there. Right. So, what you were seeing right there was a uh, fully printed hole of a 12 gauge. Uh, what we're doing with AG's experiment right there is a completely 3D printed round. And just we're using basic, easily remade uh, pellets with it. Yeah, because you can pour your own slugs and your own uh, pellets with whatever lead you have laying around, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. anything from yeah. old fish I mean, waste, uh, <laughs> those old waste you don't use anymore. Yeah. Go call a plumber <laughs> up. They got tons of lead pipes left over and all that, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yep. Wow. And then you also sent me this awesome-looking beauty. Ooh. Ah, that's, wow, that's, like dude. A that's a beautiful stendo. <laughs> see, that's one. You know, regardless, people can knock the sten the sten all they want, man. Um, it really was. I I enjoyed it. I really have. Sten guns are sten guns were pioneer. I mean, they set the stage for a, a lot of well, a lot of the modern designs that we use now. It yeah, was one of the best fully suppressed submachine guns you, still to this day, actually. One of the best fully suppressed submachine guns was the Sten. Mm -hmm. How are you guys doing with, like, high-caliber rifles? Like, high-caliber rifles? I will say our team really doesn't have a lot of high-caliber rifles right now. But if we look at other teams like uh, DD and Are We Cool Yet? Yeah. Uh, they're both working with the uh, set me, and they have uh, they have battle rifles like full oh, three grades, and they're just rocking hundreds and hundreds around through uh, through their designs. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. really, it's... I don't know who the designer was, but I did see a bolt action thirty odd six that was all printed. I thought that was a pretty neat design. But that's that's, about right. that that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what I was getting at. Was like, how far can you go up the chain? caliber wise before you run into just like i they you can't hold it it can't yeah so dmg is possible are we yeah. cool yet has a project called the mammoth right now that they're working on and it's full 50 dmg it is a massive rifle do you know what parts are uh steel or metal on that like obviously the barrel and uh the bolt carrier is it going to be a, a bolt action or yeah, I really don't have a lot of details with it. Okay. Uh, 
All I know is that the design went over to Are We Cool Yet. Mm -hmm. It was super solid. I mean, I could probably find a video of it if you give me a few seconds to look. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. All this gives me hope. Yeah, because you yeah. can... I don't... Yes and no, you could really mill your own barrel if you if it came right down to it, couldn't you? I don't have a lot of experience with this. So, Sorry. Have, you checked, have you guys seen that, the ECM machining, like the electrochemical uh, rifling? Yeah. Mm -mm. No? I have I think, not. Um, I think it was Ivan the Troll, if I remember correctly, but people were making, or maybe it was Jay Stark, but they had FGC-9 barrels, and in Europe, no one could uh, rifle their barrels because they just can't get a barrel. Um, so they came up with a clever way of putting your own rifling in, and they designed like a little 3D printed jig where you fed copper wire through it and you'd wrap it around like six spots where you want your rifle. That's in. fucking awesome. And you would really <laughs> crank the thing through and you'd, I mean, it was kind of sketchy the video because you had to have a, a big power supply like AC yeah. current and a, a water bath. But these guys, I'm telling you, they were literally driving a mandrel through and carving their own rifling and it came out pristine. Like Because J-Stark with the FGC-9 was uh, everything you needed for that gun, you could go to a hardware store to buy. That was his whole purpose for that, was everything that you needed that you couldn't 3D print, you could, mm -hmm. buy, at a, uh, you could buy at a hardware store to use. And that is, I mean, because it really is. It's like his whole thought behind creating that was everybody should have a gun everybody should be have the right to arm themselves to protect themselves you know and it i don't know if he was i don't know if he's really the father of pa luddy like, i would consider and i view them very similar but pa luddy was kind of uh he was an englishman and he wanted everyone to ex ex have access to guns via the hardware store you could go in with twenty dollars Come I out have a couple of those. I have a couple of those manuals mm -hmm. to build everything yep. out of, like sheet metal and hardware store. I have a couple of those. Yeah, yep. I know what you're talking yep. about. Yeah, yeah. Very very <laughs> yeah. yeah they basically just open bolt submachine guns that just use a very simple sear and. But as far as like 3D printing, though, I mean, I don't yeah. know. If, I can't remember who created that the the freedom gun, the the fir the 3D printed freedom gun. Who was well? Cody Wilson. Yeah. Cody Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it all started there. Yeah, the guy who really got me into it was uh, Tim Hoffman. I saw him; I uh, he's working with AR-15 lowers and things like that. Um, just kind of a charismatic kid from down south, but he he was really really pivotal in me getting into it because he just kind of the same idea from nothing. Didn't really know much about it. He bought a Prusa printer, I think, and jumped right in. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I, that, I've actually, I, I know plenty of folks that that was totally the entire reason they went out of their way and got a 3D printer. Like, I, I had one on my radar for a while because I believe it just opens up so many doors. Period. Like, I can, my, I have kids. They're terrible about throwing things away like plates and silverware. But you know what? 
and give me an hour or two and I'll have a whole nother set printed right back up for them so that I ain't got to go to the store and buy one. Like it's, it's great to just have the ability to, you know, do multiple things. And I think the ability to print your own firearms is, is right up there as like a necessity with this. I mean, you go back in history at one point in time, many of our grandfathers, great grandfathers, maybe even further back than that, probably could do some, you know, milling themselves or at least minor fabricating to make themselves something. I mean, you didn't have money like you do today to go and just buy something. So it was, there was more skills being shared and learned and swapped around, you know, somebody might make the stock or the, or the bud or something like that. And somebody else made, you know, this part and someone else made the ammunition, but I mean, it's, it's still, it was, you know, it all started with people making it not, you know, giant corporations and stuff. I always like to bring up Ruger because, you know, he started with, started with just gadgets, you know, I mean, everything he, everything he was making guns out of were literally just gadgets. And um, the Ruger standard started out as like an egg beater or something, if I'm not mistaken, and went from there. Like, and so the innovation over the years and the fact that we can now basically type something into our computer because there is plenty of sites out there that you know i'm a part of that you guys host and run and i'm sure you guys have even seen or a part of too because i will say that i have noticed in this 3d printing community there isn't anybody like you know angry at each other it's usually the folks outside of the 3d printing community that that have the problems with it you know you guys are all just trying to help each other innovate the next next best greatest thing and that is like human human beings at their finest you know you're just coming together because you all have different sets of skills from different aspects of this you know thing and just adding it one by one and piece by piece and you know shit five, 10 years from now, you guys could, for all I know, have the standard for, you know, what's 3D printed out there compared to everything else, because you guys are putting in, putting in the work. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of your, you know, Facebooks and stuff like that. And I follow your stuff. I see your posts. Like you guys are just constantly moving forward. And I think that's a fantastic thing. Anybody can pick up. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that keep putting it into the hands of the everyday citizens vital to where we're going. Um, the community has been so great. I think that we're all under the same goal of just how far can you take the technology and making it simple, making it so that people aren't intimidated by getting into it. Um, you know, because it should be accessible to everybody. But if someone's not savvy with computers or they think that it's above their threshold, that's going to turn some people off. So I think the community needs to do more to make things just very accessible right out. Um, teach you how to learn when you get into it. I think that's key. You know, um, the more people that do this, the, the more technology spreads, the more ideas get bounced around. And can't the stop the product. signal. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's exactly it. You can't stop the signal. And it's what, what's really amazing about it though, is that, uh, uh, the the higher uh, the the powers that be are just like you can't have this we are trying to make this illegal and it's like the 3d printing community the 3d printing community is like no we're we're gonna print it you know if you yeah. make it illegal we're just gonna make it ourselves 
Yeah, and the cat's out of the, you know, it, it, there's no stopping. Like you said, you really can't stop the signal now. And I, I think the, uh, the powers that be underestimated how far it would get. Right, how, how far, the pu- how much pushback the community would give, you know? There, there, has to be, there has to come a time of reckoning where the, they're just going to be like, you know what? I, we, can't, we, can't, we can't stop this. You know, and, we've, we've got to accept it. And I work in IT and kind of the, the 3D printing community, I, I liken it to in the, in the IT community, we call it open source, freely sharing information. And that's one thing I do really like about this is, yeah, I mean, people will push back and people are still going to be there to provide knowledge, provide people the means to, to know how to do this, even if something is above their head, which a lot of this stuff is. And that's really just, I have obviously like everyone else the due diligence to, to take the time and do the research. That's why information is power. And what I like about it too is, and not to sound cliche, but a more armed society is a way politer society. And so, uh, you know, people attacking soft targets is, is what happens now. When people wouldn't be so apt to do something like that, if they thought six out of 10 people were strapped. And and so I just 10 out of 10. How about ten? Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just lowballing. Like, even if you thought I got you. were strapped, there, it's it's going to change the game. Um, and I think it would make every. I think it would make our country a safer place. Sure, it sure. absolutely would be because I mean, criminals aren't going to give up their guns. So why the criminals I don't fear the law because none of the you know you have these DAs that aren't going to prosecute anyone. So I mean, look at New York. Look what just right. happened in New York. Speaking of defense attorneys, oh, yeah, in New York, the bodega owner who defended himself and now he's the one charged. Yeah, it's yeah. absolute absurdity. Screw that, man. You know, it's so wrong. Stuff is becoming illegal. Slowly, so Gage, Gage found me that defense video is. that he was talking yeah. about a few minutes ago. I was going that he wanted to play about the, the BMG rifle. Run. Oh, yeah. So, so check this out. Not gonna lie, I am straight up scared. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hot damn! <sighs> I understand that fear, man. Like, well, no, no, no. I mean, like it's a valid fear. Yeah. No, 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 no. Face blown yeah. off by a slap. Yeah. Wow. And that's wow. Scott. That's a yeah. That was a, and that's what I was asking was like how far up the uh, ballistics ha- have you? How far up have you gone? It, that right there shows nothing's out of reach yeah. for uh, nothing's out of reach for 3D printing. We <laughs> printed A10s next, 20 millimeter. <laughs> so I do. I mean, have you guys given any thought to uh, 3D printing suppressors? Huh. Oh, brought that up. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a large yeah. variety of 3D printed suppressors through Void 3D printing. 
He's one of our uh, <laughs> experts on it. Awesome. Uh, actually, while we're while we're talking about that, I had just seen where today they were sharing <laughs> stuff about this um, right here, the Void 3D Armory, and that's totally what this is about, isn't it? An oil. That's a 3D printed oil filter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so so that your motorcycle runs good. <laughs> I mean, but uh, but i mean that's just that's that's the ability of this stuff where it's advancing and again you know we made mention of a couple of different filaments already but like i i you know just as well as the rest of us there's other people out there working on the next best greatest filament you know you for all we know in six months they're gonna have something even better than the last round you know we're ready ready to come out to the public for us to use to print for things like this and I've, I've seen an advancement in the filament myself you know i've got like the end the ender three and the filament that i got when that first came out compared to the filament that i'm buying currently are two different monsters you know like it's it's it, it it has definitely come a long way and i think it's getting a lot stronger and a lot you know a lot more to what we're looking for to continue to do things like this because you're you're already pumping hundreds i've seen hundreds upon hundreds of rounds already pumped through some without any any stress fractures even and that that's impressive you know i mean you because you got to figure you're you're putting a gunpowder kick behind something and and i don't think people understand a lot of people maybe you know don't understand how much it's kicking all the insides of the stuff right there and this piece of plastic if you may or whatever filament you exactly used is withholding all of this power and that you know that is just a beautiful thing like i don't think there's anybody in this group today that can disagree just watching that 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 50 bmg <laughs> round go out of there you know just just made for everybody to get a little more excited than they were about five minutes ago like it's Absolutely. just it's just like, oh my lord, you know, like just bravo, gentlemen, bravo. I, I admire the two of you and the other folks you guys are working with out there with the Black Lotus that I wish, you know, could have joined us today. But I, I'll be glad to have them back anytime. They know they know where to find me, of course, too, because it's just amazing to see you guys doing what I think is a service to humanity. Like you're out here doing the hard work, doing the testing, doing the ideas and coming together with other people in this community and then just turning around and sharing it with, you know, people that are like-minded and such that have troubles like, like, like garbage, you know, garbage, uh, things like felonies and stuff that really are complete garbage. You know, like I know people in my life personally that sure, they may have done some stuff that got them in trouble with the law, and do they deserve to be a disarmed felon for the rest of their life? No, I don't think so, because they've gone through the steps to make their life better. And the government wants all this extra money for you to be able to go and that's you know, me, you know, get your that's proper it. ability. Yeah, you're you're one of those people too to get your proper yep. ability to have that back. And I think that's absolute garbage. You're you're a great example. You're not somebody that I'm worried about going into tops and shooting somebody because they're making a water built car. Or CIA. I just want to protect but my like, family you know, from the world. That's all. You know, you know, yeah, you deserve to be able to be protected here in clown world. And I think this gives you and other people that are good people. It's just to the eyes of the government, you're not. And I think that's bullshit. Like you, you deserve the right to protect yourself. Like everybody else out here listening and watching and, you know, everybody that isn't listening and watching your friends and stuff like that, that, that need the ability to protect themselves. It's a human right. 
I don't I don't think that there's if if a governing body has something, you should have the full right to be able to have that same something. Uh, I'm okay with you having a tank. I'm okay with you having a fighter jet. I don't give a damn. Like if you're bad, people are going to exist regardless, but if it's a equal playing field and the good people have the same, uh, you know, ability to get to things that the evil people have, then guess what? Playing fields leveled and screw those wrong people because they'll be stopped a lot quicker than they are waiting for. What is it? 75 minutes for the cops to show up and do nothing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's two things. If you have respect for the tool that you're using and you have respect for human life, there's not a whole lot that could go wrong. You know what I mean? If you respect those two things, and which I think everyone in the community does, there's going to be a lot less tragedy. But and I, I think, think contrary to popular belief, you know, most people do. Most, most human beings are inherently not bad and they don't want to harm anyone. And so people just really... A common theme on our podcast is just agree to disagree about stuff and know your just rights to be alive. And owning a firearm or a sword or a tank, as Jimmy said, is definitely one of those. You can you can get it you can get a tank shipped to your house for seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> in the Netherlands now. The Netherlands. There's a farmer in the Netherlands that owning a tank worked out for him. They're trying to take away his farmland, and that's yeah. They used it to <laughs> that, and they oh, welded it's armor. Real spicy over there. I, I, it's been taking up a lot of my free time trying to get. <laughs> they welded up. up armor on their uh, tractors. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I'm taking that. notes. Haymeyer, remember that guy? The old Marvin Haymeyer approves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Haymeyer. He'd be yeah. proud out there with them, you know, armoring up tanks. I mean, they because they were armoring up tractors, and I even seen where they were rolling hay out into the highways and setting it on fire. Yeah, and like they're, and they're, they're taking a stand cannons at them. Amazing. None of them are none of them are hurting anyone. Neither did Marvin either. I feel like it's the same spirit of just civil disobedience and yep. look how little you can do to affect the situation. Absolutely. Yep. You know, take take no shit, bring no harm, but like don't, you know, don't let the government, don't let anybody walk all over the top of you. Yeah, you once the people like, who get want to be left alone get pushed too far, and the IRA is a good example of that, and they snap, that it's it's not gonna be over until all the people trying to harm them are gone. Yep. And I don't think they want to really awaken that giant, to be honest, because they wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. There's there's too many folks out here, like you know, like the fo- the folks we seem to have in and out of this show, the folks hosting the show, and the guys over here at Black Lotus that you know we're just we're just looking out for humanity, though, regardless of what kind of extremists they tell you we are or what kind of evil uh, you know criminal we are for printing our own firearms and stuff like that. Like you you look at the reality of the situation, look at who holds the monopoly on violence and look at who needs the ability to protect themselves from that monopoly on violence. Because there are people every day that even with their hands up in the air on their knees on the ground, the cops are still shooting them in the back and getting the wrong person at the end of the day, a good chunk of the time. And, you know, you've got to look out for things like that because those are people that are literally agents of the state. At the end of the day, they're doing their job. They are following orders, whether it be a blue helmet, whether it be somebody that's even currently in the military or even somebody that's, you know, a cop. Like these are people that are willing to take your life in the name of 
things written down on a piece of paper. And that's why I truly believe the ability to make your own self-defense happen without even leaving your own house practically. I mean, there's sure there's a few little odds and ends you need to get, but look at, look at how much you can get just online with all of this kind of stuff and sit here and take what, however many hours it takes to do this. Cause it, it truly varies. And it also, I'll tell you from experience, it also varies on the kind of 3d printer you have. Um, I did want to ask you guys, what was your preference and like resin or filament? Like I've seen, I've heard arguments for both and I'm still so a filament guy. Big. So. But I'm, I'm all for filament. Um, resin, it's a different process and I think it's not as strong. Uh, it's more brittle, but I'll let you answer. Go ahead, Gage. Yeah, I, I've personally never used resin, so I really can't give you an opinion on that, but I will say like, filament it's upgrading every time you look at it you're getting something better and better i mean i've got carbon fiber nylon right now that i'm running through my printer and i absolutely love it uh, that's the upgrade mm. yeah so is that definitely worth the upgrade because i have looked at that carbon fiber fiber nylon a couple times and almost hit add to cart i ain't even gonna lie it's definitely yeah mm -hmm. yeah i when i've uh, used carbon fiber it, it's unbelievable the uh, surface finish you get. It's kind of like a fuzzy, but it's just so smooth. Nice. What's your opinion, Gage? Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, if you look at our Facebook page right now, I did a post uh, a few days ago about the uh, BZ I made. Uh, I did the lower out of carbon fiber, and honestly, it cleaned up so nicely. I'm looking at it right now and just look at my APA beside it, and I can't tell the difference. Which uh, which which one was that that you printed out of carbon fiber? It was the VZ sixty one at the Czech Czechoslovakian SMG. Uh, is it? I won't, I'm probably pulling up the wrong one. I'm just trying to look through your recent post. Is it this guy? Uh, that is not it. No. Here, let me. Uh, I'll send it to you. Okay. I just know you had said you had recently posted it, and I was... The brawler. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the knuckle dusters. That's cool. Oh, yeah. No, the, dude, those, <laughs> I love those. Those are so yeah, cool. That's sweet. And they did a whole thing on that. Oh, all right. I've got this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think I've seen this on the page. Look at that guy. Woo! Damn. Oh, that's, that's pretty. Wow, and that's and that and you said that's the carbon fiber. I can see like that little fuzzy thing you guys are. I guess you guys are kind of talking about, but that still looks. That's just beautiful. Like, does that feed nine millimeter HK magazines? Uh no, they're uh, thirty-two ACP. They're the original oh. uh, ones they use. Nice. That is wow. a very clean, clean-looking sub gun. Thank you. I've got to do yeah. a little bit more cleaning up on the metal, but after that, I mean, it'll be perfect. Nice. Have, have, have you have you like thought about any like uh i i seen somebody doing something cool i guess i don't know it, it might be a, out of your guys's area but i seen a guy that was finding on he's on youtube and i'll definitely try to find him and share the links with people but he was he, he does the magnet fishing and he was finding like old guns and he's mm -hmm. been like 
3D printing replacement parts, like 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 the handles and stuff for like revolvers and shit like that that he's been finding after trying to restore them and making like basically a Franken gun. Like it's got some old parts that he's restored mixed with 3D printed pieces. And I'm just like, I'm just like, whoa! Like yeah, this guy's doing, you know, this. I think this guy's found something cool because he's been able to refurbish something that you're not going to be able to like remake. And that's just. I think that's neat beyond anything else as well. Like I've, I, cause I own a couple old, old firearms myself that there really aren't replacement parts for, but it would be cool to, you know, make different handles and stuff for it, I guess. And I think that's something neat that I've, I've just recently seen personally. Okay, I I was thinking, uh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, All right. Well, uh, <laughs> with, our, with our teams, we do have a few people who are uh, working on making a a handle or a receiver for about every single kind of firearm that you can find. That's overall our objective, just because there's so many different designs. There's so many guns out there. Yeah. And if you go to like everygunparts.com, I mean, you can see tons of tons of anything that you can think of. It, it's just kits, kits, kits. And all they're missing is a receiver or this one part right here. And it's something you can easily 3D print or you can easily make a jig to replace. And honestly, I feel like if people start looking there, designers are really looking for inspiration on what to make. It's out there. You can easily find it. All you ever do is look. Everygunparts.com. I'll make sure we share that in the group. I actually just pulled it up back here too. So that just way it can be shared in this episode. Minutes. Um, I wanted to say on that particular website, They'll have completeness under each of the kits. Just make sure that you know that there's not going to be screws missing. It'll mm -hmm. tell you like, how full the kit is on there if you're ever looking to do that. Nice. No, that's that's actually good information to know. And then as far as the uh, magnet fishing, I think that's a great avenue for people to pursue. Because <clears throat> the, the startup of that is a $70 investment for a piece of paracord and the magnet. And depending on where you live in the United States, just go to bridges, go to ponds and it's just treasure waiting underwater for you. There, there really is. Like I, I know people personally down here in, in the Southeast that do it and have found multiple firearms and they 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 put them through like that rechar, that, that electric cleaning thing that they do where mm -hmm. they, where they shock it or whatever. And then, and then see, like I said, running across this dude the other day that was sent to me that was, print and replacement parts I, I had to forward it to my buddy there because i was just like man this is this is right up your alley because you found several firearms underneath the water and like this might be something you could use to to actually make them work again like that's i don't know 3d printing is an amazing thing and i'm i've been watching it go from barely printing something kind of cheesy to printing whole houses now so and everything in between so, I mean, you, this is definitely something of the future. I think people should really get hip to. And I, I personally think getting one and jumping right into printing things like you guys are printing is really a good route to go because there is a whole lot of trial and error and learning just to come out from it. You know, I mean, if you don't have your 3d printer set properly, you know, you could, you could have your screw lines messed up or your, your run line messed up or something. And you're going to have to eventually start all over or something like that. I mean, it, it, there is a bit of a science to 3d printing itself. I'm sure you guys have been through a lot of them. I got a whole bag full of uh, messed up parts. I got like 10 pounds of wasted plastic. <laughs> Somebody's got to come up with a way to uh, like 
melt that down and return it into a filament. That'd be neat. Yeah. Save some money. You know what I mean? There's gotta be, there's gotta be somebody out there doing it. And if not, there's an idea to look into everybody. I mean, heck guarantee there's a market for it. Cause even myself, there's plenty of times that that 3d printer just doesn't cooperate. Like it can be the slightest thing, you know, just a hair off and level or something. The next thing you know, you've just got garbage and you got to start over. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. It does. So, you know, I, I greatly appreciate you guys joining us this afternoon. Does anybody in my crew have any questions for, left for these guys before we get ready to wrap this up? All I got to say is I'm excited for the next time that you guys are on just to hear and see what else you guys have created. You know, right. that's the thing with this. It's like when you guys come back, and I'm sure since the last time you guys have been here, you guys have done newer things. So it's going to be one of those things where it's like, what's next? That That's, yeah. And you guys always got a place to come and promote it on, like 100%. Like that's when I seen you make that post about, you know, hey, get the word out. We've, we've done a rocket launcher or whatever. I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. I've got I've to talk to them. They've got to come back to the show like now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i just gotta say thanks for coming on it's been super educational for me like i'm a fan of like videos and stuff you post so thanks for the knowledge uh it's really appreciated yes yeah. yeah that's about all i had to say and this final closing thought is the bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms should be a convenience store and for legal reasons fuck the atf <laughs> Salut. i agree <laughs> Harvey, you got anything you wanted to add before we close out? No, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be on your show. I appreciate the shout out and, you know, I hope we can do more of these. Do we have have anywhere specifically other than your Twitter that we can find you? As of right now, that's what I'm rocking on uh, mainly, but um, I'm going to get a YouTube channel in the near future for some promotional videos. I'll uh, link link it in the Twitter. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get your Twitter shared out here so everybody can get out there and find you. And Gage, you got anything you want to plug or add before we get ready to finish closing out? Just thanks for helping us out and uh, helping get the word out. I mean, it's really you guys, appreciated. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man, do you guys I'll, have I'll, any merch that we could promote? I do. You guys do have merch, actually. I'm going to be able to show merch. that. You have a nice. merch Nice. Um, they got. For you guys that are out here listening and stuff, I'll make sure that I share their Facebook. I've got their Black uh, Lotus Coalition merch store out here. They've also got a Patreon that you guys can get out there and, and sign up and become a part of. Uh, like they've they've got it going on. You guys can really pay attention and you know. Four people trying to help you not get murdered by government. Yeah, and and you know <laughs> I. I, I I follow these guys and keep up with it. That's why I got them here. And I, I implore you guys to get out there and follow these guys too. And, you know, support these guys and maybe print some of the stuff they got going on. Excuse the tree frog that has crawled into my house. But, um, you know, and it's, it, I, I love what you guys are doing. A lot of people call are going to call you guys criminals. I'm sure a lot of people call me criminals, but the way I look at it is we are free men trying to make a better tomorrow. And the best way to do that is to take the power back into our hands. And you guys, if of anybody here in this group that's talking right now, you guys are doing that the most. Like there's just no doubt in my mind that you guys are on to bigger, better, and greater things from where we are. And I am honored to be able to host you guys for this kind of stuff and look forward to having you back for more. You as well, you know, Harvey, anything you've got that you want to come on here and bring up anytime, you know, you're more than welcome, man. You just reach out to me and we'll bring you guys on the show for it, man. Or anytime you got updates and stuff like that, you guys just, 
make sure you reach out and find us because we will gladly get you on here for the rest of our crew to hear and more people out there, even all over the world, because we, we, we see you out there listening on uh, the audio version over there all over the country and all the places that you can you know, all over the world as well that you can watch us and stuff on Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey and everywhere that we're streamed audioly. Like, we thank you guys for doing all that. And, you know, if you guys could, you be sure you check out our sponsors. Visiting KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash Jim Bob forward slash for all your gold, silver, and consulting needs. Check out Peachy Key Creations for all your homemade herbal teas, soaps, and candles and energy healing. From, from, um, and if you use code OVALSHORTS3, you can get 10% off your order. That's PeachyKeyCreations.com. And for all your uh, camping, first aid, and custom plate carrier needs, you guys go check out Ammo Can Survival, everything you need to survive in a 50 caliber can. Use code Captain Conspiracy 420 for 10% off your order. And that's Ammo Can Survival. He's over on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure that folks out here that are into 3D printing are going to be into plate carriers and stuff like that. So go check out my buddy. He's got a good venture going on with what he's got setting up out there. And I think he's a real intelligent young man with that ammo can there. And make sure you guys get some UA merch over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com. You can find the link to get to our merch store, get you all kinds of cool stuff with all of our you know, emblems and stuff like that on it. And there's probably going to be more of that to come as well as get over there and check out uh, Black Lotus's merch store. You guys, I'll make sure I have that link shared for you. Get some Black Lotus merch. It's all second amendment friendly. And I'm sure those guys would greatly appreciate the support as well. So as you know, you guys, I appreciate everyone out there listening and everything that's been going on. And until next time, give no quarters, you scallywags. Have a great evening. <laughs>